Lee Whitehorn, 44 years of age, father of two, married to Laura, siblings, Luke, Jay, Rachel and Jane. Uh, one father, two mums. That's me in a nutshell, footy coach. I, I look at myself as just the average, everyday, run-of-the-mill bloke. Why am I here today? Um, to talk about my diagnosis um, that I received, oh, not great with dates, but I'm going to say about six weeks ago. Um, and I was diagnosed uh, initially with a lesion, which I think is a nice word initially for a tumour or cancer. And I was diagnosed with a diffused glioblastema. All right. Um, yeah, good. How you doing? Yeah, I'm at Dad's, so be mindful of the fact that um, the boys are down the other end um, and they could at any point in time um, running down and make a lot of noise. So the um, reason we're at Dad's is um, the internet still, um, a week later, doesn't work at our house. So look, it's probably one of the talking points uh, for today actually about... Um, uh, managing anger and expectation and just when you think you've got a hold, a grip of everything, the littlest thing can just bring you unraveling. It's interesting because I heard a guy once tell me about a, is it a 10 minute rule? Is that the one that, that you have to do? Yeah, yeah. How's that going? Um, good now. <laughs> just had to get yourself into the mindset. <laughs> Probably not so good the other day after we... Wasn't this grand final weekend? Yeah, yeah, grand final day. So you weren't able to watch the no, grand final? No. Oh. No, I was, that's rough. Um, it's tough. Probably the toughest moment I've faced so far in my... Um, <laughs> the journey so my far. My journey of cancer. Not, not going in, now. getting treatment, doing anything like that. Just the fact that I couldn't watch football yeah. on AFL grand final day. Yeah, I, I've, I eventually got to watch a little bit of it on the phone, which was good, but... Um, but it was funny, it was a bit of a leveller over a couple of days, I guess, as to, um, you know, for quite a while we've talked about what's important. It's about connection and just, you know, connecting with people and yourself and not taking life too seriously. And it's probably the first couple of days that I have in quite a while where I've been, um, what's the word? Grumpy old man. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just over it at that point. Yeah, yep, yep. Probably <laughs> lucky that the walls in the house are made of like uh, R concrete, you know, double layer concrete. Because <laughs> I was furious at one stage, and the kid, <laughs> but the kids on the flip side are running around the house, bags that aren't unpacked, boxes stacked up, thinking they are in the greatest uh, facility they've ever encountered because there were all these little hiding spaces behind boxes under bags here and they were like this is great and there's me getting grumpy because i can't watch an afl grand final um for a team teams that i don't even support but i just love watching footy so what are we we're episode 11 
So mm-hmm. episode 11 of, uh, of the C Word podcast. And this is pro- our first time. So for those who are listening on, this is the first time that we have attempted to do this via uh, Zoom. It is uh, about 34 minutes after the scheduled time that we were meant to begin, um, going through three different email addresses and moving between multiple devices all on, well, not on my side. So I'm not going to take ownership of this one. <laughs> <laughs> But completely expected. And uh, and it's been what? I think we've had, it's been about three weeks or so. It's been a, been a while since we've done one. So apologies for that. But yeah. we had a fair bit going on. I think the last time that we spoke was, um, was post uh, you'd done the MRI. We got an update on what the outcome was from the week before yep. and talking some news from the doctors. But then, I don't know, let's do a quick recap. Since then, you have, um, so that was probably like two weeks, I think, before you left Brisbane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So go from there. It's just a quick recap of of how are you on the other end of Zoom now. Yeah, okay. Um, Yeah, so we had made that snap decision to, not a snap decision, we'd actually thought about it quite a bit. Um, But as... You can imagine being my brother it's not uh an easy decision to make well it is because i knew what i wanted to do but at the same time i know that i'm going to another state and i'm now going to see you via zoom rather than coming into a studio and sitting with you and having a laugh um and and being able to see you and even though it's but we're still seeing each other now um, it's somewhat diff- it's different, you know. So it's different. Just those kilometres between you um, uh, has been different. So we've um, made that transfer, come over here. That obviously took a bit of time to pack up the house that we were living in, try and get all- align all of our dates, which is quite hard with COVID and everything at the moment. Obviously with can we fly? Can't we fly? If we fly, do we have to quarantine for 14 days? At the time that we were going to do this, we didn't have to. And we were sort of hanging in there going, please just get us through to the date that we need so that we don't have to quarantine for 14 days. Because um, the reality was, if we had to come into the place that we're now living in, which we're really lucky, I've got a couple of really good mates back in Adelaide that um, we've moved into their um, rental, um, not for a huge amount of time, but it's enough time for us to sort of get here, settle all that sort of stuff. So we we had to try and align all of those things, like um, have we got a place to go to, which is not that easy to access when neither of you are coming to a new state, don't have a job, mm. have money but not a job, um, really competitive market, where are we going to go? So we've got this... Um, offer from a mate, um, have undertaken that, moved in there, but our gear didn't arrive until a couple of days after we arrived, um, which means if we had to quarantine and things went wrong, we would have to quarantine in my dad's house, which means he would have to quarantine or we'd have to kick my dad out of his house for two weeks to go and live somewhere else. <laughs> Cheers, while we qu- so I was sort of waiting for everything to just a line I guess and fall together and it and it did and it went well and, and we transferred and we didn't have to worry about anything we just had to have the old nose nose scrape when we got in and mouth scrape which I forgot how um, uh, 
weird, that feeling. It's, it's quite invasive, isn't it? I actually haven't had one, but I remember someone saying it's like... <laughs> oh, it's like someone trying to tickle the inside of the top of your nose. Yeah, right. And it's like, it's just weird. It feels funny. Um, so kids were awesome with it. That was quite... Uh, they laughed. They thought it was funny, which I don't know if that some, means there's something wrong with them or not, but um, they thought it was quite funny. When you were traveling down there, you're obviously, there was questions around whether or not um, you would be all right to get on a plane, right? Because yep. they kind of didn't know whether there'd be any additional pressure. You took some tablets. Did you end up taking, there was some, I don't know if we, I can't remember, apologies if we had spoken about it, I can't remember if we did. Did you take tablets the night before? No, the morning of. On, the morning of, is it? The morning okay. of, they just um, ask you to, just for safety's um, purpose, uh, just to take some steroids. Um, so I also worked out a lot while I was on the plane and just maximized mm, the advantage beautiful. of the steroids, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, take some steroids that, that just helps with any inflammation that may or may not occur. Yep. Um, and yeah, I was fine. I was really okay. good. My, didn't have any headaches, didn't have anything like no, that. Nothing. Kind of, no. Okay. Happy days. No, I was, again, you sort of, when you know, you've got a cyst there and then something else and you Everything saying there should be discomfort and so forth, but but there wasn't. So, and was there any additional stress? Because obviously, it's I always find like I I'm a big fan of moving. I have no problems moving. I I, I love it, but it's stressful. Did you mm -hmm. find anything came up during that time? Because obviously part of a recovery piece or when you're looking at a healing process, when you've got, you know, additional fluid or something happening in the brain like that, it's, uh, you know, they kind of say avoid being too stressful, avoid this, avoid that. Did you find you had any effects as a result of the stress or you did you maintain fairly chilled and optimistic <laughs> as you were moving? Uh, Unless it was would, a football. <laughs> I would say, yes, I have other than the internet um, breakdown. Yeah. Yep. Probably the only other thing that has, um, I've noticed an effect myself is that this second round of chemotherapy, I'm only on it five, five days a month. So first five mm. days of the month and then the rest you got off. And does that start by the week? Because I was thinking today's the 1st of October. Are you? I'm, I've already done my second round of that. Okay. I, but already, yeah. So okay. I've already done my second, um, second round of, of that. And I've gone up in my dosage. Okay. So, uh, again, probably speaking out of school here, but um, I think they dose you to the point that your body will allow you to. Okay. Obviously, the stronger the dose they give, the quicker uh, it's hit with what it needs to be hit with, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and it's whether or not your body and your brain and so forth can cope with that um and i've doubled over doubled my dosage wow from when i first did chemo okay um so it's a bit of nerves around that because you think if i'm doubling it the first time around and then i've gone up again since my second dosage um how are you going to go with that do you cope well with that will it make any changes and effectively it doesn't make any changes until the week after that's what i've noticed about day three day four of the week after i finished is when the main sort of detox i feel anyway starts to happen mm. so um everything's exiting and 
um, you can just, I don't know how to explain it, but other than you can feel a change in your body and you can feel a change throughout your, um, your stomach, I guess. You can feel that stuff's happening and shifting and, and so forth. Um, hasn't really affected my eating or my diet or anything at all. Um, but it certainly has had a little bit more of an effect in terms of um, being an old man, Captain Grumpy. Like when you get to about day four or day five after you finished, mm. you, you are quite tired or you can get quite tired. Okay. Um, it just fatigues, like body fatigues. Yeah, it's just body fatigue. It's just your yeah. body fatigue. It's like very natural. Yep. Um, for it to occur but it's unnatural for me to feel like that that's yeah. probably where the grumpiness that um, on occasion I have had when I say grumpy it's just frustration of I'm yeah. not used to this feeling um, I'm not used have you been sick at all or are you, are you still coping okay you're still fine for that one no 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 still really good like still fine still I would eat whatever I want. And... So I was chatting with a, a friend the other day and she was talking about her, her um, husband who had gone through a number of different um bouts of chemo because he had a number of different cancers that he uh, um, was affected by. I don't even know the right word for experience. And um, he was saying because he also looked after, after, he was a doctor and he would look after other patients as well along the way. And they'd seen, for instance, this one um, woman was really unwell um, from the um, cancer treatment, so from chemo. And every day after she'd get the you know, she'd go in, she'd get the chemotherapy, she'd come out and she'd be, oh, like, you know, really sick and not feeling well and whatever. And one day, instead of arriving and immediately playing to that, this particular husband of this patient that she was telling the story about arrived and decided he's just going to get there with like a massive bunch of flowers and just meet her and not even engage in the whole like, oh, like, here's your thing, you're not feeling well. And just immediately met her with that. And apparently she completely lit up and was just like, oh, amazing, and went home. And that specific day had no effect and no nausea that kind of came with the with the treatment. And it was just an interesting conversation. Again, not generalizing, everyone's experience is really different, but really drew from the conversations we have around the need for that mindfulness and, and you know, the, the, the power of the mind, I guess, in terms of as part of this process and talking about parts, you know, some of the experience that you've had in it as well. Yeah, no, it's, um, uh, it's interesting from that perspective because you, again, um, uh, when I upped my dosage, yeah, those little questions that flicker and go, uh, am I going to, will I maintain the, you know, the way I'm feeling, I suppose. Um, but I've never had any doubt that I would, but you always ask the question. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure it matters how positive you are. You always have that little question you ask of yourself in order to go, yes, I can. Yes, I will. Um, mm. Do you think it's like a willpower? A little bit. It's a little bit of a battle where you go, you ask the question of, could I fail here with this? Am I going to drop off? Will things change? And it's, I think it's mm. that reference point rather than just rolling through it without considering well, it might not go well this week. It's understanding that it may not, but am mm. I going to sit here and allow it to uh, head in that direction rather than in the positive direction? Well, no, I'm going to head it this way. 
and it's going to take mm, something pretty okay. strong to pull it back into, so the, it into a negative space. So I don't think it's, it's not being ignorant of the what may occur from you know a negative perspective. It's more be aware of those things, but it doesn't mean you have to. That's not the first place you go. It's knowing that these yeah. things may happen, but the first place I am going is to that space of, well, you know what, it's just part of the process. Maybe the ante's been upped a little bit with the dosage you're taking, but <clears throat> I've been fine before. There's no reason that I won't be um, sort of this time around. So um, I'm f- sort of in a weird way finding it an interesting process so far because um, even though it's only early on, <clears throat> having the cyst pop in there and then it looks like the tumour's bigger and so forth and you should be worse off, but then you're the other way and you think, this is, this is a little bit confusing, all of this. Like it's, <laughs> imagine being the doctor. <laughs> imagine being the doctor going, hang on, hang on, this, is a, this, this isn't right. Um, uh, which probably gives me a greater appreciation for the doctors and and the anxiety yeah. and the stress and that that they have to go through because they're you know they've got to sit down and measure and assess and comment and all of that sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, even they they're not you. They're not in, you know they're not inside you. They don't know exactly how you're travelling or how you're approaching it. Mm. So um, it's been interesting in that that space so far. You had finished up with the hospital here and then you moved down there. Have you gone to the hospital check-in yet? Like what was the process for that? How do you move states in a process? That would be interesting. Like what what do you do? Like can you just send my files here? Do they have different processes? Oh, so it's all connected. It's fine in terms of the support you get. Be very careful about how I speak about the system. Um, (laughs) Yes, it is. It's probably like transferring jobs from one state to another okay where systems might be similar communications might be similar um might not be quite as quick one as the other um it can depend on the individual you get you know again i think i've said it before that um, have patience and empathy with the people that treat you and look after you. Don't always expect that you're going to get, you know, the gold star treatment. Sometimes you're going to get someone mm. that actually just doesn't give too much of it, a shit about their job, and they just do it. There's lots of people in different industries everywhere. Yes, I can. And that's I okay. Validate that. Yes, absolutely. That is, that, that, that's okay. Um, don't take that on board because it's not my job to change that. I mean, if I'm not happy with the way they treat me, then I ask for somebody else. Um, so, uh, it's been an interesting process transferring from one to another. So, uh, handed over from Brizzy, had my last phone appointment, um, and they looked at everything and just said, look, just continue on as you are because we don't want to touch anything Mm. because you seem to be going well. So we don't want to touch it. And these things can sort of take care of themselves over time. Um, if your body, I guess, is strong enough and well enough to heal. Um, so let's just leave it and um, and see how you go. And then they transfer me to Adelaide. And then 
we get to Adelaide and then um, uh, hadn't heard anything and gave it a little bit of extra time, still hadn't heard anything, rang them, introduced myself and they said, oh, you know, we've got you on file here. And I said, yeah, I just don't have an appointment yet um, and I'll need to start my third dose of chemotherapy for this round um, soon. So she looked at everything and said, look, really, really sorry. It's been done for whatever reason. It just hasn't been communicated to you. So I'm really, really sorry. Can I get back to you later this afternoon to confirm everything? So they got back and um, I've got my first appointment with them next Wednesday. And um, and I guess it'll be the same as meeting a new employer, I suppose. You just all go in, I'll meet the docs. They'll sit down, have a look at me, have a chat, look at my results, talk about what happened in Brisbane, you know, what was communicated to me there, how they see it moving forward. Um, you know, there may be different things they look at in terms of treatment or I don't know. Okay. Um, but I dare say it'll just be status quo and things will just uh, continue the same. And um, Next Wednesday is just a meeting though. When's your next MRI? Didn't you have to do a follow-up? Ah, uh, yes. So they'll, at that meeting is when they will tell me where the MRI is. So uh, okay, I dare say it'll be yeah. follow. It'll follow very closely. So they'll go through all of that, and they'll follow up really closely with that, and then they'll do another MRI, um, and and go from there. So um, we'll just wait and wait and see, and then um, and see how they sort of treat from there so um okay yeah i'm kind of hoping that they're as good as the the docs and the team that i had in brizzy um apparently they are really good so my sister works at flinders where i'll be going um and she's told me that yeah they're fantastic so um, I feel pretty confident in that space. It's a little bit of travel to get there, but I don't have to go very often. So You are in Adelaide, so it'll just be like, go straight, turn left, turn right, go straight, turn right. <laughs> yeah. Did I go the wrong way? Okay. Oh, no, I'll just do a U-turn. <laughs> and it's bound to be off Military Road. Isn't that the only road that really exists in, in Adelaide? Pretty much. Uh, That's the main, yeah, the apologies road. to Adelaide listeners. I'm just having, just, just playing, just playing. Uh, there's been some changes in Adelaide, mate. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, one thing actually, one thing that we did love on the show was um, uh, talking about your love of music when you're getting treatment. And I actually have a great voicemail from you from during the week where you were again celebrating choice of music. Um, this time, maybe not as favorably. What uh, what seems to be the problem with the tunes in Radelaide? Part of what I love about uh, Adelaide, part of what, I've, what I love about where we've moved, um, and it's probably it's a reflection of me as an individual, but um, is that it is a very simple way of lifestyle. It's just really simple. Nothing's nothing's complicated. Nothing's forced. There's no level of competition in terms of who drives what, who lives in what, who eats where, who does. There's none of that, yet I'm surrounded by a lot of people that earn a lot of money. <laughs> you are a simple. Have a lot of money, but there's none of any of that sort of stuff that goes on. And I, and I, really, I, I really, 
I like that. Um, I guess it's quite simplistic. Beautiful beach every single day we drive. We're 150 metres off the beach. Every single day when we drive, go out, drive along the beachfront, and it's been spectacular every day. Um, just driving for a few kilometres along the beachfront there, just thinking this is a really, really special spot. Like it's a, it's a really unique and special spot. And then there's the rest of Adelaide. <laughs> Lots of beautiful places, beautiful wineries, um, some beautiful places now throughout the city, all of that sort of stuff. It's quite, there are some good places. I have to admit, the last couple of times we've been down there, there's been some epic little places we've gone to. There's some really high level restaurants are yeah. happening everywhere all throughout Adelaide now. Mm. Like, they have been for quite a while. The one thing that hasn't changed in Adelaide, and I love music, but I don't love the same music all the time. I don't think the playlist in Adelaide on any of the radio stations has changed since I was about 18. I think there's still at least seven Barnsley songs played every day. Four or five in excess. Um, it's all the same. Maybe. Is it, is, it, you, is it a particular radio station? Maybe it's no, just, it's just all of them. Else. They're all the same. <laughs> Every yeah, single they're all one. They're all like, guys, have we all got our collective yeah. playlist ready? Good. Okay. We're running again with Good, In though. Excess <laughs> and Barnsley. Why? Because they've been popular. And, oh, we'll chuck a Johnny in there. Motivational song. So it's, it's funny because it's no different than the radio in Brisbane other than, other than the fact that... Um, they're playing that they are playing current current radio current music there's not a lot of it happening here in adelaide but you can't have everything can't live in a beautiful part of the world that's peaceful and um full of great people and um somewhere where you don't have to be constantly looking at your kids because it's just not that type of space it's uh, it's very very different it's like um you know uh, is it, what's that movie? The the land that time forgot. I think maybe it's it's, it's kind of like that. So yeah, yeah. Radio, nothing's changed in Adelaide, and um, sounds dreamy. And I just have to have a giggle because for me, it's the one thing. It's like, oh god, bloody hell! Thank goodness for Spotify. Um, amazing. So I guess what we originally said in the last podcast is that we're going to aim to have a guest on here, but we um, realized that it's been some time since we've caught up. So I think today was primarily to kind of check in and it seems like you're doing well despite internet issues and radio choice issues and all that stuff outside of that it seems to be ticking over um but i think maybe one of the next ones we'll we'll jump on here and and continue to bring on some guests and and have some conversations but i guess all in all how have you what are three things that you've learned about yourself over the last four weeks for this transition and experiencing it after what you've kind of been going through uh i my patience definitely still can be tested um that period of a couple of days like i said of just moving in and just boxes everywhere and stuff everywhere and no internet and the tv not working and i know all of that sort of stuff and 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 near yeah, my patience i guess and that ability to put that stuff aside of me kind of be nice probably had a day and a half there where I was when I was say grumpy 
you know, wasn't running around kicking things. <laughs> God, I, yes. I hope not. <laughs> more like a more like a spoiled kid. Yeah, um, you're just frustrated. Fair enough. My TV's not working. Why is my TV not working? <laughs> Probably more like that. So, Fair um. I've, yeah, certainly learned that. Second thing is probably on the back of that is that the simple things do actually mean the most, and um, that's probably the ki- the kids in terms of um, moving into the place that we moved into with hardly anything connected and working. Yet they still found joy in a really unstructured, unfunctional. Certainly wasn't pretty, but that they found a joy in that space, and that's where kids are are amazing. Mm. It's a good um, reminder, I think, for adults when all of a sudden we start pinning joy on particular things, or maybe external circumstances, or um, yep. uh, emotional states being brought about by you know. Obviously, environment affects a lot of stuff, but I think you know when you're pinning joy primarily on that, it's probably a good good reminder that you know there's things outside of that immediate environment or, yeah. or different priorities within that environment that actually can continue to stimulate that sense of joy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it, for me, that's been a, it might've been, I don't know, you know, one of those things, maybe it was meant to be that unravel that way for us. So it could temper me a little bit and, um, reconnect a little bit and just, um, uh, and chill out, I suppose. So those two things. And the third one's probably going to sound a bit corny. Um, a little bit, I guess, is... One, I, I learnt how much I have truly missed living in this space and my and my friends that are here. Um, but two... Uh, I'm also now more aware of, uh, I guess, how much I love my siblings and my family. Not that I ever had to think about that. Um, Ever, I don't think any of us ever have had to think about that. Um, But it's funny, the second you move away... Uh, you think, oh, geez, it'd be great if someone actually one day just came up with some sort of super transporter that just, uh, just like, like that movie, know, that where's movie. The Del- where's the DeLorean <laughs> when you need it? Why can't we all just have DeLoreans <laughs> that work? I'll just go and drive it down the beachfront and hit 80k an hour, and next minute I'm having, you know, a coffee with you and Bori at Salt, um, knowing I've got to be back here by 11. But that's fine. So <laughs> I'll, I'll just. Can just go and jump on Sandgate Road and hit 80Ks an hour and, and be yeah. back here immediately. So, um, it also gives you, I guess it just brings into perspective those important things in your, your family and um, and just little interactions, like our interaction each week um, between yourself, me, and then mm. Jay. Um, whilst it's great doing it in this manner, um, you can't beat that sit down in front of each other mm. connection. Um, I'm really looking forward to getting to that six month mark where I can, fingers crossed, get my license back. Um, 
and hi can you can you see who this is so hello uncle luke hello hello oh and mum's what are you got doing another cheeky boy toy. no auntie jane did go and tell auntie jane she buys you another toy hey, she will no me? longer be our friend <laughs> Last year, okay. Um, <laughs> Daddy's just got a couple of minutes to go. Okay, so. Yeah, I'm going to see. Yeah, no, no. Come on. You go with Mum. Um, it's yeah, they're the three things for me. Uh, the most, I guess, and probably. Uh, I think I've said it to you. It's funny, like everyone's interactions or connections change. Like they ever they flow and they connect stronger at different points of their life and so forth and um, so I think yeah I've missed I definitely missed that with with you not seeing you each week so um, and believe it or not I miss Bori do ya we won't tell him we'll get Jay to edit that don't part fucking out. don't tell him <laughs> don't tell him he'll be like oh yes okay yeah of course he does I've got an appointment in Adelaide. Bye. <laughs> you miss um, you miss him what killing you every five seconds and going. This story is really boring. Can you shut up already? Is that what you're missing? Uh, j- no, I just miss him. <laughs> He's extremes. We'll post that photo. Joe's just showing us a cracking photo from the weekend when we were in Port Douglas for a friend's wedding, and it uh, sums up Borham beautifully. <laughs> Uh, Always the life of uh, a party, even when it's not a party. Next up, I said we will uh, get some guests to come on here. I won't say who, just because we have to schedule some stuff out, but that would be good. You've got your MRI next week. Well, well, actually, you've got your meeting next week, followed by your MRI. I think maybe we, you know, for those listening, we will um, try and get one out in the next kind of week or two, maybe allow for a fortnight just to get this Uh, scheduled in. So probably... Four or five days ago, I bumped into uh, a mate of mine that I played junior football with that I think we've spoken about previously. Um, I know we have when you were with Virgin and he was working for Virgin and he he runs a little organisation called No Questions Motivation Club. Um, and it's for anyone that is struggling with anything but needs to get active, just needs to be moving and doing. Um, and he runs that for nothing, um, evenings, mornings, um, is a recovering, recovered, I don't know what the terminology is, drug addict, um, alcoholic, has overcome all of those things and now has run this organisation for quite a few years and he's the simplest of individuals that you'll meet, like he's his... He's just a simple, easygoing guy, but he's doing just straightforward, mate. There's no bullshit. There's no fuss. But he's doing some amazing stuff for people for no return um, at all and has been doing it for a long time um, and changes people's lives, I guess, in that perspective and and I kind of, I bumped into him the other day and we had a chat and the first thing he said to me was, how are you? What can I, what can I do? How can I help you? You move in house, do you need help with, do you need it? And it's like, mate, you're, <laughs> you're doing amazing stuff already. I, I don't, 
need you to come and help me, but that's the first thing that he said. Um, what a great attribute to have as an individual to be able to turn around. The first thing you say is, how yeah, can I help? And I, you, I just mm. looked at him and went, in an authentic way too. Yeah, it's not, not a, it wasn't a bullshit way. Oh, if I, I had said, oh, you know what, I'm, yeah. I've actually got to shift in 20 things right now, he'd be like, all right, let me grab my coffee and we'll, get, we'll rip in. It's the type of individual he is and he's, um, yeah, I've known him since we were young, very, very young. So um, he, I had a chat with him about whether or not he would like to uh, speak about I guess what he does and the adversity that he's faced and the people that he has worked with, a whole range of people and how he treats each day. So how does he set his day up? And he's got some real si- simple things in terms of three things of gratitude each day at the end of the day. What have I been grateful for today? And he documents them uh, each evening. Uh, and then in the morning, he, oh, I think he documents what he's, what am I looking for today? What am I looking to achieve today? So... um. Josh, I would uh, at some stage in the next week or two would I would love to get him on board, and then Kim, who we've spoken about a couple of times. Um, now that we're here in Adelaide, I can sit with her and we can talk about the work that she's done um, uh, in her area uh, and how she approaches each each day in terms of um, caring for her daughter um, and her family and continuing to do what she does. So. Um, yeah, there's a couple there and uh, and I'm sure a heap beyond that that they both um, individually know as well. So, Yeah, that'd be fantastic. And I think a bit of a call out to those uh, who do listen along. If you do have um, anything in particular, I know that we, we've had some feedback from individuals who have you know, lost people um, through cancer or maybe be uh, dealing with it at the moment. And, um, and I know, you know, they found some insights, I guess, from listening to this and listening to your experience with it as well, Lee, I guess, if they have uh, any thoughts or anything that they kind of want to cover or go over or hear more about i mean this is a great opportunity for all of us to to learn so if you do have it you can go on to instagram find the c word podcast um shoot us a message and just uh, let us know what it is or what your thoughts might be and and we can touch on that as well i think it's a good opportunity why you continue to go through your treatment and i guess the purpose of this was about really exploring that experience and seeing the different things that come up to um to be able to continue on that conversation and and so far it'd be it'd be good to just keep that going so if there is anyone listening that would uh that would be fantastic too yeah but it's good to be back anyway i've missed it for a few weeks so it's nice to have it back maybe we can do it once every sort of four weeks and i can just fly to brazil 